Chapter thirty two of France to Scandinavia by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. How they do it in Denmark. This morning I invite you to join me in a trip into the country to see how the Danish farmer gets fat on forty acres. Valdemar Hansen, who was brought up on a farm, will be our chauffeur. We ride out of Copenhagen over a brick paved road with a bicycle path on each side. There is also a car line and a way for foot passengers. We pass many beautiful villas, and on the edge of the city see great tracts of truck gardens, each having a shack put up by the municipality for the poor people to come out and live in during the summer. Every family has its garden and house free, and thousands are accommodated in this way. Going on, we drive through the suburbs of the capital, and finally reach the country where there are farmsteads large and small, with grain fields and pastures covering the landscape. The buildings are all painted white. Many of the houses and barns are covered with a straw thatch turned velvety brown by the weather. The thatched roofs, which are often a foot thick, extend out over the white walls below. The brick chimneys, which come up through the thatch, are white. The barns are all built around yards. They often consist of a single, long, low building with wings at each end. Most of the barns are but one story and cover a great deal of ground. Others are smaller, but all are well kept and scientifically arranged. Let us visit one of these farmsteads, a place of 40 acres. The owner keeps nine cows in full milk and has five calves growing up. He also has chickens and pigs and is laying by money. We go with him first into the cow stable. Like thousands in Denmark, it has large windows and most of it is floored with thick concrete. The cows stand upon boards with their heads in stanchions and behind runs a drain that saves every bit of the manure. The stalls are washed out every morning and the water and dirt go into the farm cistern whence the contents are pumped out and taken directly to the fields. Over each stall is a blackboard about as big as a school slate on which we see in chalk the cow's diary. It is a record of the amount of milk she gave the previous day together with the butter fat it contained. This is kept for every cow, and each one must earn her living. If she falls off, the farmer may change her feed, and if she does not come up, she goes to the scrap heap, by which is meant she is sold. The authorities tell me that the average life work of a cow in Denmark covers only five years. At the end of that time, she is sold and probably goes off to Germany. Fully 10% of all the dairy cows are disposed of in that way every year. Our next visit is to the piggery. This is of concrete and kept so well drained that the pig pens are dry. Like the stable, and indeed all the other buildings on the farmstead, it is lighted by electricity, the current coming over a long transmission line from Sweden. The pigs are Yorkshires, clean, fat, and roseate white, with the complexion of a newly washed baby, shining through the silvery bristles. When Denmark started in the dairy business and began to raise pigs for export, she was selling less than two million pounds per annum outside her own country. Now her exports of bacon and ham amount to nearly 200 million pounds, and her hogs number about one million and a half. Nevertheless, she raises no corn or other hog food to speak of, and the pigs are fattened on skim milk and chop. We are the greatest hog food producing country on earth, and have on our farms just now 60 or 70 millions of swine. 
if in proportion to our area we had as many hogs as has denmark the number would be three hundred millions and we could probably produce many more leaving the piggery we go to the barn proper where are stored the grain and other produce raised by the farmer this building has a thick roof of gray thatch and although of but one story in most parts it is filled to the roof with food of one kind or another at the side of the door is what might be called a baby threshing machine with a portable electric motor in a box by its side the motor is run by electric current generated in sweden and as it is raining and he cannot work outside the farmhand is threshing wheat he stands at one end of the machine and feeds in the sheaves which he has pulled down from the loft the electricity does the work and the clean brown wheat rolls out of the funnel into a sack below before leaving i took a picture of the farmer and his wife standing in front of their dwelling it was a picturesque white one-story cottage with a roof of red tiles looking out on the barns there were lace curtains in the windows flowers in the yard and ivy which had crept up hugging each side of the door when i went in i found the house well furnished and equipped with books and magazines and many farm journals it seemed a most comfortable home and far better than that of the average forty-acre farmer of the united states it is no wonder that the danish farmer and his wife do so well on forty acres for both have been specially trained for their jobs the danes go to school more than any other people in europe and as i have said there are only two in a thousand of them who cannot read and write this is a better showing than in england germany france or switzerland and much better than in the united states where seventy-seven in every thousand are illiterate the dane is a good farmer because he has studied the expert production of the thing he sells in the words of pope he holds the eel of science by the tail the country has schools of every kind all children are compelled to go to school until they are fourteen years of age and their teachers are better paid and more respected than with us the average farm boy has a course in an agricultural college after he leaves the common schools and there are also the people's high schools for the grown-ups the people's high schools are a special institution of denmark they are attended by the men in the winter when the farm work is light and during the summer by women and girls the winter term is from november to may most of the pupils live in or near the schools and may have rooms and board in the establishments at very low rates about three-fourths of the students are middle-class farmers and small landholders four-fifths of the students are from nineteen to twenty-five years of age but there is no age limit a farmer can start in at any time and take a special course in almost any branch he chooses there are more than a hundred of these high schools in denmark and in addition there are nineteen agricultural schools there are also schools for wives or schools of household economics these are attended largely by girls preparatory to or in anticipation of marriage they are taught everything connected with housekeeping and the purchase of domestic supplies the schools are in fact somewhat like the domestic science schools and colleges of the united states they are large and small and public and private i have visited several during my motor car tours one situated about twenty miles from copenhagen is surrounded by a beautiful garden it consists of a large two-story house divided up into living rooms classrooms and a large number of bedrooms it has a commodious and well-lighted kitchen in which at the time of my call thirty young danish girls of from eighteen to twenty-one years of age 
were engaged in the preparation of dishes of one kind or another some of them had their sleeves rolled up above their elbows and the faces of others were rosy from hanging over the stoves three were cleaning fish a half dozen were peeling potatoes and others were compounding the ingredients of sweetmeats and cakes with meticulous care one of the teachers took me through the house and showed me the rooms of the girls every one was exquisitely kept and all were beautifully furnished and without the knick-knacks and crazy bric-a-brac affected by the american college girl indeed it seemed to me that a man must be very particular if he could not be satisfied with such housekeeping and when i think again of how the girls looked with such sweet good housekeeping wives upon leaving my young secretary took a photograph of the kitchen class on the front doorsteps and he would not be contented until the teacher allowed him to pose one maiden especially attractive with her bread mixing bowl in her hands End of chapter 32